These are lovable, furry creatures that come in all sizes. Some get around on two legs, others hobble on three, but most are on all fours. They come in different colors from black to white and most everything in between. Some have spots and others with dots, but I have never seen one with stripes. What am I talking about? You guessed it, dogs. Man's best friend, yes, but I know they like girls just as much as girls seem to like them. In fact, girls may like them more than they like boys. It's true, guys, and especially if they are a puppy. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining me today, and thanks for joining me on all of my podcasts in the past and in the future. Please help this podcast grow by spreading the word, leaving comments, giving five-star ratings, and just really letting friends and family and everybody and anybody know about Open Mic with Chuck Tuck. It'll help the station grow, and with that, I'll be able to bring more and more podcasts. So, let's go ahead and continue listening. I'm going to be doing an ongoing series on dogs, all kinds of them, from Affidors to Airedales to English Springer Spaniels, all the way down the alphabet to the Yorkie. Well, there's nothing in the Z. At least, I haven't seen or heard of one yet. But who knows, by the time that I finish this series, there just might be one. Hmm. I wonder how we'd get to that. Okay, so, where did dogs come from? Okay, so, where did dogs come from? There have been recent information that dogs were domesticated in the eastern part of Asia and possibly China. But they've been around for as long as civilization has been around, and you will hear many stories that dogs are domesticated from the wolves some 15,000 years ago. However, that is difficult to say, because the dog is a part of the family of the coyotes, the fox, jackals, and dingoes. So, in this series, I'll talk about the dog's adaptability to the different living situations and their tolerance to weather, people, and their sensitivity. I'll also dive a little into their friendliness and some of their health and grooming needs, whether they are easy to train and what kind of physical needs they have. Keep in mind though, I am not a doctor, veterinarian, nor do I work in the pet industry. I just have a love for dogs and I've had dogs for almost my entire life. All my information comes from scouring the internet from sites like Dog Time, Animal Corner, Wikipedia, and many, many others. So today, I'm going to start with my breed of dog, and that's a Multipoo. I know everybody says their dog is cute. This dog is cute. So let's get one thing straight, though. My dog is not a designer breed. Well... Actually, I can't say that he's not. Uh, The sad part is poodles and other similar breeds are being crossbred with other dogs to make, yes, a designer dog. I think this all started back in 1988. But in a way, all dogs are actually designer dogs. But the fad breed of a poodle crossbred with other dogs, other breeds came about because people wanted to have hypoallergenic dogs. You know, no dander, um, 
not the pet fur, but like hair, uh, people that have allergies. So that's why these dogs were created. But I think it's gone maybe a little bit too far. All right, anyhow, let's get back to the multi-poop. I'm off of my soapbox. I'm not going to talk about that anymore for the rest of this podcast. So these little pups, and sometimes I refer to dogs as pups, are a cross between the Maltese and the Poodle. They have a super spirited and high nature about themselves, and they love to be loved. So they actually end up being a fairly easy dog to have as a first-time pet owner. But you do need to give them the love back. It's not a one-way relationship, no matter what you think. They become very attached to their people or to their person, and they develop separation anxieties, so they absolutely hate being alone. But if you could give them the love and attention that they need and deserve, they are so grateful, and you will be too. All right, so what are their tolerances? Do they adapt well to their living situations? You bet. If you're a city dweller living in a condo or apartment, they adapt really well to that, which means they are great in homes in the suburbs and in the rural areas as well. But remember, they do need to get outdoors, and in the rural areas especially, you will need to really keep an eye out on them uh, so they don't become food for the wildlife that's out there. And as I mentioned earlier, they do make good pets for novice or first-time pet owners. They are very sensitive, so raising your voice or even making an angry face can make them a little bit scared. So think of a little child. You wouldn't do that to them, would you? Well, maybe you would. They hate being alone and don't care for the cold weather and would rather have a mild climate, kind of like most of us. Uh, Who likes the rain and the cold unless you're up there skiing? What that really means is that they are not an outdoor dog, so you don't build a dog house and throw them outside and leave them outside 24-7. So they are an indoor dog, so just keep that in mind. And these little guys are our house pets. <sighs> Sometimes I hate using that word pet. I, f- I feel guilty. So if you're wondering if the Multipoo is a good-natured pup, they are. Multipoos are very affectionate and will almost always want to be right under your feet. So don't be surprised if you are in the shower and you look down and find the little fella in the tub with you. They are kind and they are kid friendly and they do really well around strangers and other dogs. Oftentimes we wonder, can I take care of a dog and is it going to be difficult? Well, the Multipoo is fairly easy to care for. Like I mentioned, they are really good for novice or first-time pet owners. Uh, you, You still need to care for them, and you still will want to take them to the vet on a regular basis for regular visits and checkups and things like that. Aside from that, you'll find that they really don't shed, they don't drool, which is really nice, And depending on the length of their their hair, you'll definitely want to brush them out or comb them, you know, once a day, maybe a couple of times a day. And for me, it doesn't take any more than five minutes to comb my uh, little guy's hair out. And their overall general health 
is is steady. And what I mean by that is generally they are a good health dog. But as I said, you still want to do your own research. Make sure to get into the finer details of no matter what pet that you get. Find out you know what are some of the um, health needs and health problems. And again, I said earlier, just a second ago, you still will want to go to the vet and you'll want to do regular visits. You know, your annual visit or if something seems off uh, or they get injured, take your pet to the vet. Now, when they get a little bit older, up into that seven, oh, let's say six, seven, eight year range, you might want to start taking them to the vet twice a year. Oh, there is one important but easy health regimen to follow. And it's actually just as easy to mess up on this. They gain weight real easy. So easy on the food. Just make sure you feed him or her the proper amount of food and limit the in-between snacks. You know, the junk food that we're all used to grabbing. Just be careful with that. That is what we call junk food. So multi-poos are pretty smart. So they are easy to train. You know, I have read that they're actually pretty mouthy and they bark a lot. But here again, my little one, he doesn't bark really at all. Unless there's a stranger in the vicinity of the property and if he sees the person, then he'll bark. Which is good because now I'm alerted that there's somebody out there on the property. So so I like that. They do have a uh, pretty high Uh, energy level so you'll definitely again want to take them out for daily walks you know twice a day should be good but the more the better you don't need to go on extremely long walks or anything like that and in fact my guy I have to force him to want to walk more than a half of a mile so it's really easy to walk them and it doesn't take that long besides that it gives me some exercise too to get outside and to do the walking But the one thing that he really loves, he loves playing and running around in the house. So if you have some room in the house, that's great. In fact, what's really cool is, you know, between the tables and the chairs and things like that, he just runs, runs through those things like, like an obstacle course. So he loves to do that. As far as the size and the weight goes, it really depends on your multi-poos cross. What I mean by that is... We've heard of like the standard poodle size. We've heard of uh, minis and teacup. So really depends on the cross. But you can expect your multi-poo to be up to 14 inches. That's 14 inches in height up to the shoulder. But it could be as, as small as you know, seven. As far as weight goes, again, a wide range between five pounds to about 20 pounds. My guy, he is on the upper echelon. He's about 18 or 19 pounds. So I need to really be cautious about what I feed him. And you'll, again, you will always want to feed premium food. Good food, not just junk food. Their life expectancy can be anywhere from 12 to 15 years. And they average about 13 and a half years. Word of caution, though. The number one cause of death for multipoos is a some cardiovascular disease so just keep that in mind and like i said earlier just do a little bit more research and find out all the details the finer details as far as health and things like that that are for multi-poos and for any other dog not just a multi-poo but 
everything. A couple other things just to keep in mind. Because of the size of the dog, the bones are small. So just can't pick him up and throw him around. He's not a dog to be really rough with. But again, you don't have to baby him unless, of course, it's a mini or like a teacup or something like that. Always feed your pets premium foods. Don't feed junk food. Okay, Try to find something with fewer byproducts and less grain and maybe gluten-free and things like that. Again, I'm going to repeat this. I'm not a veterinarian. I'm not a doctor. I'm just thinking about health, all around health. And that goes for people, pets, anything like that. And remember, you adopted your pet as a companion. So treat him or her with some love and pride. And don't just get that pet because you're lonely and then discard it when you're not lonely anymore. It's, uh, it becomes a part of your family. It, it, I shouldn't say that. He, she becomes a part of your family. So treat your pet like that. All right. I hope you got some information. And like I said, I'm going to be doing a series on dogs. So if you want me to find out some information about your particular breed, let me know. Leave it in the comments. Send me a voice message at 425 998-8251 that's actually the podcast caller hotline again it's 425-998-8251 until next time thank you and have a great day <laughs>